Welcome to the OSG Connections Podcast, the place to hear from people who make OSG better together. I'm your host, Jim Carr. This episode is the first in a short series in honor of Women's History Month. We're recording this in March 2021, but the lessons and encouragement for female colleagues and everyone at OSG are really valuable year-round. We're speaking with several women from across OSG to hear their stories and to gain insights and encouragement from their journeys. Today's conversation is with Kathy Henley, a Vice President of Strategy, and Becky Eaton, a Vice President of IT Governance. You'll hear about their career paths, how they balanced work, home, and community, the opportunities they see today, and ways you can connect to build your career as well. Kathy Henley and Becky Eaton, thank you both for joining us here on OSG Connections, our new podcast. And it's a it's a great time for us to, to have a conversation about your path and your guidance and your advice and all of that. Let's uh, begin for each of you, just a little bit about your background. And Kathy, if we may start with you. You're a vice president of strategy at OSG. So what is it, what's your path been like and when did you come to OSG? What brought you to this position today? I have been in the print and mail, healthcare, financial, vertical industry for almost 35 years at this point. So Done a lot through the years from managing production floors to managing operations of multiple facilities across the United States to running finance and HR and full facilities. So did many, many years of climbing the ladder and getting to a point to where, you know, I I was where I wanted to be in my career. And as I got older and my daughter got pregnant with our first grandchild. And then my son was ready to move off to college. I decided I needed just a little bit more balance before my life changed completely. And so I took all of the things that I had learned through the years, and I was looking for a position that would allow me to utilize those skills and the experience that I had in a little bit of a different way. Instead of spending a lot of time on a plane and visiting other facilities, I wanted to spend a little bit more time at home before I lost that little piece of my son leaving and empty nesting and the birth of our grandchild, who is now three. So amazing grandchildren. So I I tell my kids, I love them very much. But uh, when it comes to grandkids, my kids, nah, you're not worth it anymore. It's it's all about the grandkids. So. So I was looking for something that gave me just a little bit more flexibility. And there was a gentleman that had come to work for OSG in the finance area that I'd worked with on some mergers and acquisitions years ago. We worked together to spin off a division of one of the companies I was working for. And he called and said, I think I've got the perfect job for you. And sure enough, it was. So it's allowed me to stay home, but to still put all of my experience to use and to feel like I'm really making a difference within the company that I'm working for. So that's kind of how I ended up here about two years ago. Two years ago. Becky, how about for you in terms of, uh, now you're by title, you're the vice president of IT governance in the same way. What brought you to OSG and and what's your path been like? Wow. This has been quite a bit different than Kathy's. 
Let me start back with um, graduating high school. I had no clue what I wanted to do. And, and back in the day, you talk to your guidance counselor and everyone's like, well, if you don't know which direction you want to go, you should be a paralegal. So I researched that a little bit. And I'm like, no, that's not for me. So I went to work at a, a textile company working on the production floor. And during the the early, you know, the winter months, January, February, things get really slow and, and there's a lot of layoffs. So I called up my best friend. I said, hey, let's let's go to the community college, take a class. You know, let's go take a computer class. So we did that. I absolutely loved it. She didn't go back, but as timid as I was at the time, I found it somewhere within myself to to move forward without her and um, ended up with a two-year degree that took me five years to get at night <laughs> there at the community college and, and worked my way up from there. I worked in, interestingly enough, IT for a manufacturing, textile manufacturing company for a while. And similar to several you know companies like that in the South, they closed down after I was there about 10 years. So I was looking, you know, looking for the next thing I wanted to do and, and found, uh, found OSG. So I started out as a data technician, which I tell people is, you know, you get in client files that don't quite fit into your system properly. It was my job to fix them and make them run. It's a very entry level position, but I, with going back to school and getting my bachelor's and working my way through the company, I finally ended up where I am now. And I've been here a little over 15 years. So 15 years at, at OSG, and you've gone from that data entry, data technician role all the way through. I want to come back to that. But first, Kathy, you mentioned, if I remember this uh, correctly, 35 years in the industry, obviously have seen a lot of changes. Lot. What has that path been like in, in what has traditionally been up to this point, a male-dominated industry or set of industries. How have you found that and, and what have you had to navigate along the way? So I will tell you that things have changed. Times have changed a lot from when I was originally on my path. You know, as I was younger and moving through the, the ranks, it was not uncommon for me to be sitting around a table of men that discounted me. However, that that was, you know, a great place to be. If you underestimate a female that has a plan, you might be in trouble. So it's one of those things where it became a challenge to me. Now, I will say that through the years, the attitudes of, of the gentlemen sitting around the table have changed. I do truly believe they see value in women in a different way than they did 25, 30 years ago. Uh, so I don't find as much of that discounting when we're talking about what's happening or challenges that we're facing or how do we fix People are looking for the person that can solve the problems. They don't necessarily care, you know, where you came from, exactly what your education is, exactly, you know, are you male, are you female? They're looking for the people that can step up, make decisions, and help them get problems solved. And if you're that person, it really doesn't matter whether you're male or female. That is a uh, the first of what will probably be many tweetable Nuggets here from our conversation. If you underestimate a female with a plan, you might be in trouble. <laughs> so, Becky, how about your experience? So you came in from, from the textile industry. Uh, you, you came in, you've gone through the ranks at OSG over a period of 15 years, correct? Right. What has been, what has been your experience in terms of uh, any, any special challenges or any special strategies that you've had up to this point? 
I'm sure at times there, you know, there were, um, I was probably viewed a little differently than, you know, than male counterparts, but for the most part, I don't really feel like I was discriminated against. I, I seem to have plenty, plenty of opportunities. There, you know, been a, a fairly good mix of both men and women in most areas I've worked in. I did get my bachelor's degree to be able to move into programming, but I see that being, you know, less and less important and more to Kathy's point, you know, is is more about these days picking the right person for the job instead of them having the book knowledge um, there. But, you know, it's definitely benefited me to have that, you know, it hasn't been easy, of course, but um, it um, hasn't, hasn't been overly difficult either. And Becky, what has been uh, for you? Uh, we heard a little bit from from Kathy about her her family background, her growing family. What has been your family experience, home experience, community experience as well of balancing all of those elements? My family's great. When when I did go back to school to get my bachelor's degree, my kids were in elementary school. I have two sons. So they would go to bed at nine o'clock. That's when school started and it would last until whenever it was finished. And, you know, having uh, something consistent, you know, eight to five type job really, really helped there. They're grown now. One's moved out. One is still at home looking for a place to move out. But overall, they're supportive. My husband's very supportive of whatever direction I've always wanted to take, you know, whatever Whatever, uh, whether it's personal or you know, career oriented, they're always supportive of me. Uh, I do a little bit in the community, mainly, mainly with my church. So, you know, when you're when you have technology background, you tend to fall into those areas. So, um, me and and a few other folks, we work the loft uh, at church. So we run the PowerPoint and the Facebook feed and and sound and all those things. So that's one way I can give back. In addition to Pre-COVID, uh, I was teaching Sunday school, but we've not started that back up yet. I, I can imagine uh, for both of you that if there's a church, a not-for-profit, a community organization, from what you know, you're asked whether it be on the finance side, run our budget, do uh, our IT technology, that that's a, definitely a, a pull in a way that you can contribute. Kathy, you mentioned uh, a son and a daughter, and and I'm I'm curious how that path was and. And, and for both of you, how you spoke to your children about work, about the work you do and the role of work. But Kathy, let me start with you, how it has been on your path of balancing all of these and and particularly kind of how you model a career and career choices uh, for, for your kids as well. And, you know, we've got a little bit of a different path. Our daughter was born when we were teenagers, so very young. My husband and I have been married for a very long time. So when she was young, you know, we were in the mindset of we have to get our career started. We have to get, you know, we have to work more hours. We have to be much more invested in work to get the bills paid and to get the rent paid. And so a lot of her early time was watching us, you know, coming home late, leaving early and balancing that quality time was much more difficult when we were younger. And trying to keep the bills paid as we were getting the money as it was coming in, you know, finishing the college, doing all of the the things that you do when you're younger. And Austin, uh, actually, I got pregnant when Jessica was 16. So there's 16 years difference between the two kiddos. And 
you know, Paul and I looked at each other and went, oh, my gosh, what have we done? We have a senior in high school fixing to go into college and Kathy's pregnant. You think we'd know what caused that by then. But um, so we're looking at each other thinking, you know, what did we do right and what did we do wrong? And how do we adjust and adapt for the new child coming along? And my husband, we actually worked together doing print and mail and graphic arts at that point in time. And he said, you know what, I want to do something a little different that allows me to have time for the family. And we're not always working on a deadline, on a commitment, on an SLA. And he took a step back and started looking to see what he wanted to do with his life at 35 and decided he was going to go into the fire service. So complete different shift from corporate into the fire service. And he's now the fire chief in the city that we actually live in. So he's made it all the way up the ranks. Extremely proud of him. But it completely changed my path because now not only is he working every third day. So I'm a single parent every third day. Nowhere near what a single parent every day is like, but it gave you the feeling or the understanding of, what they go through on a daily basis. You know, when the kid's sick and Paul's on shift, it's all me, you know, and it never failed. And you hear joking in the fire service that if there's a flat tire, it happens on his shift day. It's absolutely what happens. (laughs) You're making that trip to the ER because the kid's sick, he's on shift. And so it's one of those things where my career also had to fit within that same type of process. So you're looking at how do you handle keeping the child every third day, you can't travel, you can't go anywhere. And so trying to balance all of that, it was extremely important for us to have family close. There were many times that I would have to take him to my sister or my mom so that someone could watch him because I would be out of town on shift day. Now, what that also did though, is he was home the other two days. So he got to spend and do a lot of the soccer games and he was the school mom. Teachers loved him because he was always there volunteering. And so I was doing the work. So, I mean, it it was definitely the two of us together that were able to allow both of our careers to flourish. But you had to pick and choose which pieces each of us were willing and, and able to put into the raising of the kids to bring the kids up in the way that we wanted to. And so we had a lot more flexibility with Austin than we did with Jess. And, and it was a great experience. We were also older, a lot more patients. We didn't freak out every time there was blood, especially because now Paul was a paramedic and he's like, is there bones? If there's not, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> time does give you a different perspective. It, it uh, does. Um, but it, you know, the career has to adapt to what your family life is it, in one way or another, you know, as you climb the ladder in your career, Your family is ultimately, at the end of it, what you're retiring to. And so you have to balance the two together to make sure that you're keeping that family life whole while you're climbing the ladder and reaching the goals that you have for yourself personally. Becky, with with your sons, you were a visible, strong, working mother. How did you speak to them about work? Did they understand what you were doing in the job all along the way? Sometimes it's difficult for uh, for us to talk with our children about what we do or for them to care or to be able to absorb it. They either know that you're there or you're not there. But uh, what, what was that like for you, uh, Becky, in terms of 
talking about work, modeling what it was like and, and blending career and family life and your other interests? Um, first of all, no, they did not always understand what I did. So when they, you know, began taking some of their first computer classes in school, they would say, mom, look at this. This is so cool. I'm like, yeah, I could have showed you that three years ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so they didn't always get what I did, but you know, they did see, see me and and their dad, you know, being consistent, you know, we get up, go to work every day and, you know, set that, um, model for them and, and always taught them that, you know, do something you love. You know, I never put a lot of pressure on them to need to go to college or to need to, um, to have a high paying job or something with a lot of, uh, prestige. And I said, you know, if you are happy in your life and you can pay your bills, then do that work. You know, do, uh, I think I always said, do what makes you happy and pays your bills. You may love playing the guitar, but if you can't pay your bills doing it, you need to find something else. You know, if you love driving the garbage truck and it pays your bills, that's great. But yeah, they, they both actually end up going to community college and they're both in trade like uh, um, careers, but it is something that they enjoy doing, which is a lot more important to me than, you know, uh, placing titles in, in, in things on them that, and then be miserable in the end. So um I guess that's the main the main thing that I always try to instill in them is do do something you love. And, you know, of course, every day, you know, Kathy will agree. I'm sure we don't love everything we do every day. But in general, we we pretty much enjoy what we're doing while we're still here doing it. So um, I think that's very important. (laughs) I'll never forget. Austin was probably seven and we were doing career day at school. And so he came home and asked his dad, I want you to come to career day. Of course he does all dressed in the fire stuff. And his dad turns around and goes, well, what about your mom? Don't, you know, don't you want your mom to talk about what she does? And Austin says, she just does meetings. (laughs) 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 So it can be a little bit difficult to explain to a child, you know, what you do and the purpose behind it when you're not wearing a uniform or a suit that they immediately recognize. That's probably what my 21 year old would say right now. You're just always in meetings, mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, Yeah. From my standpoint with my children, uh, three sons and uh, now young daughter, but uh, you'd ask my boys, well, what is, what does daddy do? Um, He's on calls and he meetings and sometimes he he, uh, travels someplace. I don't know what he does. So what can you offer just not only encouragement, but resources, formal and informal, uh, mentoring, advice, uh, ways that uh, other women within the OSG community can, uh, can get the value that they want, can advance their careers, can uh, advance their skills in their lives and, and find uh, that valuable balance that you've had? What would be, uh, Kathy, your... Uh, your advice through uh, this podcast episode uh, to to other women at OSG? I would say don't wait for anyone else. If you have goals and you have things that you want to achieve, don't wait for someone to tell you where that path is. Uh, Look for it. Ask others. Find people that have made that path. Call them. Um, Very few people are going to say, I don't have time for you because they want to tell their story. They want to tell how they've been successful getting where they've gotten to. And if you wait for others to bring to you, here's our mentoring program. You know, we'll get there. OSG has a plan in place to to put that into place. But who are you working with today that you respect and admire? 
call them, ask them, you know, how they got there, talk to them about your path, even if you're not sure what that is today, give them an idea of what you like, let them give you some input so that you can learn from where they've gone, learn from their mistakes. But if you wait for others, it's going to take you a long time to hit your goals. If you step out and you're confident about what you're looking for and vocal, you're going to make your goals a lot faster. And honestly, if you're talking to people that have already gone through that process, you're going to gain a lot of wisdom. And a lot of people will tell you how they misstepped. And maybe you can learn something from that as well. And it sounds like if you ask for help, that you're likely to find it. Exactly. Um, I, I have yet to find anyone within the OSG umbrella that has not been willing to help, to guide, to direct. Um, you just have to be able to pick up the phone. Don't be afraid to make that first step, even if it's someone that intimidates you a little bit. Uh, those are the best people to learn from. Becky, how about you? What would be your guidance and resources and encouragement to, uh, to other, particularly females within OSG? Um, a couple of things. One is, now while competitiveness is good, don't don't necessarily view every other woman as you know your competition. She may be, but you you both can get further if you work together. You know, coming from a, a bit of a different background, you know, especially sitting on the manufacturing floor, you know, it's just the the truth about it. Women don't always get along. And some women can't have healthy relationships with other women, you know, in a professional manner. And, and it's really detrimental because, you know, the more you can learn from women who have been there or are going through the same things you are, the better off you're going to be. And that kind of follows into the second part, which is, you know, find, find groups, find a mentor, find someone who, who knows more than you and, and pick their brain ask questions. Don't be afraid to say, I don't know something, but always follow that up with, but I'll find out. Because I've learned over the years how valuable that is. Is you know, you're not, especially when you're learning, you're not expected to know everything, but you are expected to find out the things that you, you don't know and to move forward with that. This has been such a great conversation. Uh, Becky Eaton, Kathy Henley, really appreciate you joining us here on uh, this early episode of OSG Connections, and especially at this time when we're highlighting a lot of the great work and, uh, and the great value of our female colleagues. So thank you again. Really appreciate you uh, joining us here. Thank you for thank having you. us. Very much appreciated. It was fun. This podcast is a brand new venture designed to serve you and everyone across OSG. We want to hear what you think about this episode and what you would like to hear in the future. Which topics are most interesting? Which people would you like to hear from? Who has a story worth sharing? In future episodes, we'll also include shout outs and acknowledgements from you. So if there's someone you know deserving a shout out, even if they aren't interviewed on the OSG Connections podcast, then by all means, let us know and we will let all of OSG know. For any of those reasons, send your email to podcast at osgconnect.com. And if you haven't done so already, then please push the button that says subscribe. That means each new episode will be automatically downloaded into your podcast player so you won't even have to think about it and you can listen on your schedule. Thanks for joining us, spreading the word and making connections.